the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Milton Glick sitting on the porch on a pretty Saturday afternoon. Uh, a little chill in the air, but it's nice and bright and sunny, not a cloud in the sky. Uh, it may not be that way the rest of the week. Uh, that's why Trace has got a, he's a, specially picked out something for you. He's going to call and uh, tell us a little bit about that in a second. But uh, let me tell you the number to call to be a part of the show. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Trace, how are you? Doing great. Oh, I got it. I've got, I'm the only mic that's live. It's, nope, not yet. Now you're doing great. Now I'm doing great. How's that? Are you doing better? I think so. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's talk a little bit about stuff that's at the nursery, and then you're going to have the non-plant plant of the weekend. Don't play the music. Okay. Okay, so uh, great selection of cool weather vegetables. All right. Um, a few strawberries left, as uh, that was pointed out to me this morning, so those need to get the ground, per- ground pretty quick. The Swiss chard came in beautiful. Oh, good. Uh, the Fricardi asters are spectacular. Is that the fall aster, the, the purple? Yes, that The lavenderish purple? That a little darker than lavender. That's the best perennial aster. Uh, we've been getting uh, great color in on the, all the dianthus and the violas and pansies. So we've got uh, we've got the decoration that you need for your Thanksgiving uh, feast. All right. So uh, head on over to Mill Burgers, and they'll take care of you and help you set up something, like the cyclamen, too. Oh, now, we have things that are on sale today, tomorrow, and Monday, and then, as far as I know, they're gone. the sale's off. Yes. All right, you want to talk a little bit about those? All right, so let's start with the shade trees. Shade trees. So we've got, we've got shade trees. Shade trees on special, the uh, 10, 15, and 30-gallon right. shade and ornamental trees, uh, 30% off. And uh, we always do that so we make room for our Christmas trees. I've heard from our first tree, Christmas tree truck already. Oh, so, wow, good. Um, yeah, and in fact, I thought we had Christmas trees already. You did. Yeah. When he said that you said that we had cut trees, I was like, no, we don't have any I was, trees. Uh, when I came in, I saw all the arrangements back there, and then there were the those uh, uh, Arizona cypress out there that were uh, so, so beautiful. So we've already got in, like, the topiary rosemaries, yeah. um, lots of different types of junipers and... Uh, pine trees that are in Christmas tree shape, the spiral junipers, and there's more of those coming. Uh, there's, there's a lot of neat stuff that's already gotten here, and then again, more coming hopefully in the next week to two. So just curious, 
other than you can enjoy it longer, is there is there an advantage to maybe getting the live tree a little sooner? Best selection. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't have it inside as as long as a lot of people do. Um, okay. But uh, you know, decorate it. You can leave it on the patio. Or oh yeah, that would be nice. And then move yeah, it in for those few nights, and then a back lot out of people again. do that too. And then that, then you don't have to worry about that. Uh, you know, we generally recommend don't don't have it more three weeks in your house. But if you got it out on the patio, uh, it can be there until until you're ready to plant it after Christmas. Yeah. But in, in and out's always best. So pre-decorate, haul it in. The least amount of time, the better. Uh, um. Cool. Okay. So, and those will. When will the Christmas trees start arriving, or do you know yet? The cut trees. The cut uh, trees. I've gotten one confirmation. So, okay. uh, the twenty fifth. Okay. Uh, so the Monday before Thanksgiving. Oh, and, perfect. And then it always takes us a couple of days to get some of those out. You think uh, we might notice when the trees start coming? I think I, we I, might. I, I bet you will. <laughs> I bet you smell them. Oh, you're right about that. And all, all the action too. And then we're going to tell you throughout the show about. Um, events that are happening here at the nursery you know every year is the annual christmas thing uh it's a christmas open house it's not a christmas thing it's an open house uh but you're going to hear about that there are saturdays the traditional with singers and wassail and and food and um and then uh, sunday is the cowboy christmas with chili and music uh so uh Go to MillburgerNursery.com to find out more information about those. Plus, we'll be telling you about them as well. Uh, but uh, plan to be here for that. Plus, especially if you want to do uh, family Christmas uh, pictures. Yep, we'll have the picture taken thing up pretty quick here. Oh, good. Okay, that'll be good. They're, so They're already figuring out what to, what to make it out of and where to put it. So, uh, And you reserve Santa's time? Santa, Santa will, be, will here. be here. Yeah, from 11 to 3 on both uh, days. Sounds, sounds right. I think so. Okay, I like on, that display you all have already got up over there with pumpkins and yeah, 11 flowers three. in the background. For, for Christmas? Yeah, no, no, right here. Yeah, he but, likes the autumn yeah, display. We need a Christmas one. <laughs> yeah, so uh, who, we'll, t- we'll tell you as soon as it goes up. Who put all those flowers on that? Was that, that come out of the way? That, that was Stacy. It had to be somebody patient. So wow. Yeah. I'll say. They're, I they're, saw Stacy doing it. It wasn't easy. They got a great place to take pictures. All right, so uh, all those Some, things are happening at Millburgers. Some things that are going to be going away because you want yeah. to talk about the sales. Uh, the uh, foundation shrubs. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, so that's another good week, one. This is a really good opportunity. Well, remind yeah. them, too, if they take advantage of those trees, shade trees, they can double up and get the CPS. There are a number of those that are on the CPS yeah. uh, tree rate, rebate. Yeah, mo- mo- all those we recommend are on there, and and CPS is uh, even things like Anaqua and uh, other varieties, uh, they're also on there, too. Yeah, it's a good, good selection still left uh, to cover that. So you were talking about the uh, foundation, foundation shrubs. shrubs. These are the a, ones, too, including the rec- these are recommended varieties. Oh, yeah, these are the, the common ones that you see planted. Yeah. Uh, we did add a few in. So uh, okay. uh, the, the boxwoods and fructinias and dwarf Burford holly and dwarf yopon holly. Uh, but we added abelias into them this week. Oh, uh, okay. We can move through a few of those. And uh, so that's a great selection, and that goes through Monday as well. And so it's, uh, I should I should have brought this up. I know it's like 40% off, but I don't remember the price. It's eleven eighty-eight. I thought, yeah, that's what I remembered. Cool. And uh, perennials. Yeah, so, uh, the selection, a good selection in yeah, front of the selection. Selection is decent still, which is not normal for this time of year. Normally we have a hard time getting any perennials. But uh, good selection. You've got butterfly weed and plumbago, oh, good. different lantanas. Uh, some uh, 
the Batface Kufias, the Mexican Marigold, I believe, is over there. Lots of Lantanas in the yeah, Monarch seem to have lantanas. shifted their loyalty to the Lantanas. Uh, looks like Bulbine's still left in that group, so it's, it's a pretty good selection still. But listen, Monday's the last day for the sale items on these things. So though they are $4.18, and if you buy five, five or better, it drops to, uh, drops to $4 $20. each. Yeah, $20 for the five. And did you see Calvin longingly staring at the cyclamen? Yeah, they all mentioned they're on sale. But are they on sale or for sale? They're, they're on sale. On sale. Okay, I didn't see that. For $488. I, oh, I good. Saw, no, somebody over there, a, a gardener, was waiting for his wife to select something, and he, he just accidentally noticed the uh, primula. <laughs> oh. And I was just, uh, I could just uh, uh, hear his psychology there. Oh, my Lord, look at those, the color of those flowers. <laughs> They are, they are uh, bright and cheerful colors on the primrose. That's why I like them for, for fall. So let's see. Uh, just to tell you, pansies are on sale, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, still. That's a good deal on the amaryllis bulbs. Yeah, so the amaryllis bulbs. Uh, How about these, these snaps over there? Those yeah, are beauties. They are beautiful. Those are uh, three ninety nine in a 6-inch pot. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's a good deal on those. Are and they're, they, they're are nice sonnets? Uh, they're medium, so mm-hmm. it could be. So pansies in the four-inch pot are dollar twenty-nine each, or a ten for eleven dollars. The uh, um, imported amaryllis bulbs, regularly seven ninety-nine, are oh six eighty-eight or two for twelve dollars, six each if you buy two. A cyclamen, right? We just yep. mentioned that four and a half-inch pot now four eighty-eight. Final sale in the perennials, we mentioned that, and the landscape shrubs and the shade trees, fruit trees are on sale. They are. Save over thirty percent. So peaches, pears, plums, apples, apples, peaches, pumpkins. Okay, apples, pears, peaches, plums. Is that a song? Uh, it could be, I guess. <laughs> Thank you, Trace. Twenty six eighty eight while supplies last in the five gallon container. That's real nice. Citrus trees, thirty percent off. Three gallon uh, on wow, regularly forty four ninety nine. Jerry, that's almost uh, forty five dollars. That's right. Uh, now twenty nine eighty eight and uh, winterizer lawn fertilizer sixteen eighty eight in the uh, the uh, forty pound bag. Best bargain around for a nitrogen source. Yeah, forty percent off. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. I don't think y'all ever had forty percent off on fertilizer. Well, we're get, we're getting to the end. And, okay. Uh, we we want to make sure people do the right thing for the grass. Yeah. So, uh, I think this is a time well, to fertilize. And why is it important? Well, the grass has to store nutrients so they can come back stronger next year. Yeah, so it'll come back not sooner, but stronger when it does come back. Right. Yeah, um, and then does it, does it have the same effect? Calvin was talking about also for trees and shrubs to bet. use it. Does it have the same effect it, when it come when when yeah, spring they, comes back? They all have to store their nutrients and. Uh, and you can uh, you can just save. Uh, you, uh, if you're if you're a person that fertilizes your trees in the spring, you can just use the winterizer for it, and you. you just, oh, okay. You got to fertilize your uh, fall vegetables. My my column talks about fall vegetables and uh, sweet peas, and then you got your uh, all those annuals we talked about uh, need fertilization too. Sometimes we forget that winter annuals are growing pretty strong. They need uh, nitrogen just like the uh, spring planted flowers cool all right so i'm going to give the weather forecast and then we're going to segue into the non-planned plant plant of the weekend and it might make sense okay so let's take a look at today mostly sunny high near 68 calm winds becoming south southwest around five miles per hour this afternoon
That'll be nice. Have you noticed the calming winds? I have noticed that. It's very calming to hear about the calming winds. Yes, it is, isn't it? <laughs> I should read it like that. Mostly sunny, a high near 68. Calm winds. And this evening, mostly clear with a low around 51. I don't know if the winds are calm or not. It does not tell me at the government uh, website, NOAA. Then tomorrow, mostly sunny, high near 73. Sunday night. Mostly cloudy with a low around 62. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, Monday. Dun, dun, dun. We need dramatic music for changes, uh, Al. That'll be good next time we do this. So so Monday's Veterans Day. Low is the 62, you said? Low when? Yeah, oh, low Sunday time? night is 62. Wow. Veterans Day, chance of showers and thunderstorms. Uh, cloudy with a high near 71. Uh, winds could gust as much as 25 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation? Zero. <laughs> oh, no. 60%. 40%. 40%. I'll take okay. 40%. Uh, 50% chance of rain Monday night. Cloudy with a low around 35. Okay. Yeah, so it's that dun-dun-dun. So it's going to drop from, holy cow, it's going to drop from 71 to 35. <laughs> Breezy with a north wind, about 20 to 25 miles an hour, gusts as high as 35 miles an hour. Uh, Tuesday, 20% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 48. Again, high gusts of wind, mostly cloudy uh, with a low around 33 Tuesday night, and Calvin's heard even lower. Hmm? And then I thought you said you'd heard lower. No, but that was the forecast. Oh, prior to, to today, okay. And then Wednesday, high near 50. Low of 38 on Wednesday night, 20% chance of rain on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, and then it starts to pick up again, sunny and high near 64 on uh, Friday. But, Trace, is it time? It's time. You'll understand why. Time for the non-plant plant, plant of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this uh, this has lots of names, uh, anything from insulate to frost cloth, frost barrier, and everybody always procrastinates mm. until the day of. So you got, I don't want them to procrastinate. Yeah, and this uh, is and, a, and we have plenty of it right now, uh, but it always seems that the first freeze, no matter how much we have, yeah, it's not enough. Okay. So we do have uh, a lot of it. And uh, we've got it in different forms. So we've got, uh, like, those green bags that you like mm-hmm. uh, onto the, the insulate. And the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the one we're talking about is a 14 by 14 sheet at $14.99. Uh, but we do carry two different thicknesses of that, that. And we also carry it in bulk. Okay. So in bulk, they can buy big pieces. So we have a 12-foot wide roll, and we have a 15-foot wide roll. And then they can buy it by the running foot. So if they've oh. got something very large they want to cover or a long uh, bed of something, uh, it makes more sense to do it in one piece than it does a whole bunch of little pieces. And you can cut it to custom fit something. It makes it go so much faster. Right. Like our cycle man, you know, yeah. maybe just something. And, and this is washable, by the way. I don't know if oh, that's a good I've point. Seen people put it in pillowcases or whatever, throw it in the washer and clean it so you can. What a great idea. Uh, keep put, it from I didn't year think year. of putting it in the pillowcase. That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, it didn't work when I did my son in there. <laughs> you know, you Try to, to wash him with to the get him clean. Yeah, you had to take him out. Leave him out. <laughs> um, 
All right, so... Now that I've ruined that conversation. Trace, yeah, you, you've kind of took the train <laughs> off the track. The thought train went away. So, Trace, I see what you're saying about not waiting to the last minute. Let me get this advice as he sets Trace up. Would you suggest when you have two warm days like today and tomorrow that, and you hear the forecast is going to go down to 35, would you suggest that the warmer days were the better days to buy this and put it down? I would, yes. Ah. But, uh, to, to at least purchase it. Uh, yeah. And get it out before the before it cools off, but uh, uh, that way it traps some of the heat in. And, wow, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. And the wind, before the wind. Yeah, up. the wind's tomorrow. Well, even if you're even if you're going to wait till the wind's cold, colder days, you want it on hand. Right. Yeah, because it just doesn't it doesn't work. To, you have to take time off from work and run home. Well, and, I'm I'm sealing in my back patio tonight before the wind comes in. And, uh, that's smart. So, are those blankets still on the market? Yep. Yes. Y'all have any? I do. Okay. Uh, it comes in three round sizes that have drawstrings in them. So that's kind of cool if you're doing like a pot or a hanging basket. Oh, yeah. You put it around it, and then you pull the drawstring and uh, and seal it up. And then they make a, a large green sheet as well. I think it's 10 by 20 or something like that. I didn't know if they were still They're still, mm-hmm. they're still placating. Yeah, <laughs> those are good, too. I think they're they they're not washable, are they? Same material, just a green. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it should be washable. Uh, they I last like, a long I like, time. I like the white better myself because if you have to leave it on for more than a couple of days, at least the, some light will go through. Oh, And the okay. green, less light will go through. Okay. Huh. But they both breathe. They're, they're not they're not uh, unusual. Uh, it's not like a plastic. They don't overheat. Right. Yeah. right. So um, don't use plastic. All right. And if I remember last year, um, you will come on about next Saturday and you will say, um, all right, we had to order some more. So come on <laughs> I in hope and, so. Yeah, I know. But that means <clears throat> I'm, we're, we're kind of warning you. What is it? Uh, uh, what is the expression, the, the Ben Franklin expression, to be forewarned is to be forearmed? Is that the or forearmed? Is, <laughs> if you've got forearms, you've got too many? Wait a um, Something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, you, now that we've warned you, it's a good time to come on over to Millburgers and get it. You know you're going to use it, whether it's this week or not. So uh, come get it while they've got it, and uh, uh, they can help you with the size and well, stuff like that. Good, um, it's good to plan for that cold weather. And there's a bu- there's a bunch of documents on Plant Answers right. yeah. right. that'll help you, you know, including heat sources and mm-hmm. all, all the options in terms. Every every uh, plant is uh, is a some more some are more sensitive to, yeah. to others. So. Cool. Remember right. when the we- remember my saying about the weather people. Ten degrees either way. Yeah, when they say thirty five, it can be twenty five or forty five. Yeah. So that's the only job you can be, hold, be wrong 99% of the time and still collect paper. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I, I like that. I, I, I think I should have. Yeah. What was that? It's that's not too the late. only time you can be wrong 99% so of the time and still get a paycheck. Oh. What uh, about the president? He doesn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. Thank you, Trace. Anything else to mention? Uh, no, I think that's it. All right. We'll keep you informed of all the other stuff. But call the nursery at 210-497-3760. If they wanted to buy the foot, could they Could they kind of go measure it now and then call and ask, you know, hey, how much will I need type thing? Or well, they just come in and tell you? They, they would come in and tell us, but 
most people measure exactly, and they need to have extra okay. to make it to the ground and to be able to stake it or pin it or right. put rocks and, and stuff on it. And if you're dealing it. with wind, you've got to have a little. Oh, that's edge. a good point, too. you, you got yeah. to stop the wind from being able to get underneath because yeah. otherwise you're going to wake up and it's just going to be blown right off. Yeah, and when you're applying it, you got to put the weight on there, so you got to have that extra. And 99% of the time, the wind comes from the north this Correct. time of year, so you want to always make sure that that's the side that's batting down the most. Okay. All right. Cool. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back and visit with us. I know you need to do something here at the nursery. So come back and visit with, with, visit with us when you get a chance. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Maybe you've got some questions about what you should or should not cover. We'll take those uh, in just a moment. 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, reminding you December 7th and December 8th are Millburgers' annual Christmas open house. It's a whole lot of fun, and I'm going to tell you more right now. The traditional open house is Saturday, December 7th, with the little red choo-choo rides all around the fresh-cut Christmas trees, the sweet Adeline singing your favorite Christmas carols, face painting, roasted corn, hot chocolate wassail, and more, and pictures with Santa from 11 to 3. So come on out and take great family photos. Come on out on Sunday, December 7th for the Christmas Cowboy Christmas at Millburgers, including again, Little Red Choo Choo, Roasted Corn Funnel Cakes, Hot Chili, Texas Weather Band Music, and much, much more, including a balloon artist. Plus, we invite you to come on by Millburgers right now and pick an angel off the Salvation Army Angel Tree and help support someone this year. All at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road, on the web at millburgernursery.com. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, the number to call. Take a second to talk to you about Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. Visited with Warren uh, this week on a Tuesday uh, when he was at our station event and uh, sponsor of that. And uh, a lot of folks coming up and asking him different questions about uh, uh-huh. of insects and things that they have and uh uh, Warren was doing a great job. It's fun to watch Warren work uh, and uh, to talk to people because Warren truly loves what he does, and he's gotten very knowledgeable, and he's got a lot of confidence uh, because he's earned it uh, through uh, trial and error and learning about all this. And so uh, they were getting good advice, and I know that uh, he'll be helping a lot of those people. He could help you, too. If you've got uh, insects that are bugging you, uh, Warren can help you. Uh, you can give him a call and uh, let him help you get rid of those ants or roaches or uh, things that are bugging you in the house, even rodents as well, at 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Go to his website, too, Go Spider-Man Pest. Dot com and check out the uh, specials, uh, the wildlife management, lawn fertilization, and other um, things that they have there at 210. Termites, termites, termites. Yeah. Those don't, are, don't forget the And they're termites. serious. Uh, so give him a call. He knows what he's doing. And like I've said before, he's going to 
I'll probably be for you the last pest control company that you get because you'll be so happy with the service that you get from Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. 210-656-3721, your web of protection since 1976, Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. You better watch it, Melton. He's starting to do his own commercials. I know. It's great. He's <laughs> doing pretty good. He does do a nice job, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So 210-308-8867, the number to call. You think my roach population might come in in the house? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking. Maybe I'll get some big ones back. All I got is the little ones yeah. now. Oh. That's true. <laughs> Are you seeing that same thing? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. understand the process either. <laughs> uh, I hate to kill the little ones thinking that they might grow into big, to be big. <sighs> You and your roaches. You need and, to, and what, a, what a difference in our logic. Uh, yeah, that's why I kill the little ones. So you need to have an intervention. <laughs> they eat little ones easier to kill. Uh, one thing that won't freeze, regardless of how cold it gets, blue bonnets. Oh, good. And uh, they've got a nice supply of blue blue bonnets. Uh, they're, they're all ladybird John. Boring blue. Yeah, I know it. I'm sorry. But uh, they, uh, they're all Ladybird Johnson Royal Blue Blue Bonnet. Uh, we know that because I furnished the seed to the grower. So uh, we had one lady write in last week, uh, and uh, she'd gotten some with the tag that just said Blue Bonnets on it, and she was wanting to make sure <laughs> that it was a Ladybird. Well, you can... You can rest assured that all of them that are sold at Millburgers and and uh, most other nurseries in the blue bonnet section are ladybird or blue. You know, I like I like them. It's, it's it's really interesting to have a roll of them in your garden. Yeah, yeah. even a cut flower garden, you could because uh, they're they they develop. You know, the flowers are big, the foliage. Is oh big. yeah, you. Uh, they're vigorous growers. Yeah, so you got you got choices with these uh, uh, transplants. You can use them as in clumps out there in your pasture or your vacant lot to start uh, reseeding a naturalized uh, area for blue bonnets, or you can use them as a. Oh, somebody was bringing up uh, too about the containers. Who was that that had? That's they use them. Oh, in put them in containers. Yeah. yeah, so that uh, Milton used to do that, didn't you? Oh yeah, they're they're. I like them. Um, I did too. Actually, I think a listener sent us. I wouldn't have thought of doing it, uh, except that I really didn't have any. I had a big pecan tree, so there was like a select area where there was a lot of sun. But a listener came and they brought a picture of their blue bonnets, and I think they had a mixture of red and blue. So I did that. It turned out yeah. really nice. Yeah. It's really yeah, nice conversation. A piece for the holidays, you know, when you got company. Yeah. Even if you don't plan on having company, <laughs> quite often you do. People coming in just to say hello, drop off presents. Uh, it's well, good, good if, time. if you plant them in uh, East Texas or where it's rainy, well, you know, where, or Louisiana, where it's rainy, uh, you're better off to plant, put them in containers so they get adequate drainage. Uh, to, they don't like too much water. Uh, the ones we planted by seed uh, in our uh, propagation or seed increase blocks have all come up. 
and uh, they're just putting on the first true leaves, the little bitty things. And so uh, I imagine this cold weather is going to make them what we call hunker down. You know, it's going to—they're going to stick, make a little rosette, rosette them, yeah, rosette yeah. close to the ground, yeah. and be that away all all uh, winter, what we call winter. And then they'll burst forth uh, next year. And when they decide to burst forth, <laughs> they do. Next I always, March. I always bring this up on our that experiment we did. What, what, what did we plant them with? Pansies. Uh, pansies, yeah. And pansies, the idea was the pansies would be the decorative <laughs> while they were, blue bonnets were rosetted. And, and we then, were worried about the pansies shading out yeah, the blue bonnets. Yeah, there was, and then one day in March... There was no more pansies. The blue <laughs> just buried them under there. Yeah, and this uh, this uh, Lady Bird Johnson uh, Royal Blue Blue Bonnet is a uh, is a vigorous grower and a good seed producer. Uh, it it has out yielded uh, in commercial fields where we grow the seed. Uh, it's out yielded uh, regular blue bonnets, three to one. Wow! And so the growers are are liking that. <laughs> so they they're all switching to uh, Lady Bird Johnson Royal Blue, and uh, so that that's good news for homeowners because it'll spread the seed for next year and year years uh, after that. The red, white, and blue blue bonnets have been seeded. I hope. I guess I'll see them next this next week yeah. and make sure they they're growing. So uh, we'll have red, white, and blue probably in December, but we don't have to worry about them freezing. Now, one thing on the blue bonnets, uh, I had them put them in uh, peat pots or two and a half inch peat pots. So when you plant them, uh, a lot of people just make a little hole in the ground. You be sure, uh, you might want to remove the uh, rim of the peat pot because it can wick or take up the water from the plant rather than the soil. So uh, you want to make sure that peat pot is covered. But yet you don't want to cover the crown of the blue bonnet, so... Uh, yeah, it's a little harder. Your typical place that you're planting that blue bonnet is out there in the yeah, caliche right. and compacted soil. <laughs> and they normally do fine there, but not if that uh, peat pot is sticking up. Right. Up the Absolutely. And uh, like, like I said, they're, uh, they're, they'll take off growing for you from transplant. Uh when the when the weather person says we talked about that earlier, that says thirty five. Yeah. Uh, in San Antonio. Yeah. That means you people in Lotus and Bernie and uh, Camp Bullis and <laughs> all all around San Antonio toward the hill country, Boulevardy. Uh are going to have a freeze. It's going to be below 35. Maybe 30. Ooh, wow. That he's, makes sense. He's such a pessimist. <laughs> anyway, yeah. the main thing is that he's warning you that you're going to yeah. 
It's a different, uh, this time of the year, it's a different gardening situation than in the city. Now, as far as what you need to protect, uh, you have to make a decision on your tomatoes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If temperatures are going to be near or below freezing, harvest all fruit that are ripe or that could ripen indoors. The simple test is cut through a sample fruit. In other words, take a start at about a tennis ball size. You need cut through no. by one, one plant? <laughs> start with tennis ball size fruit. But suppose you don't have tennis ball size fruit. Suppose you have just a plant that's blooming a lot. And has really nice full It has leaves. nice foliage and leaves. Yeah. It's going to be dead come well. come Wednesday. So uh, take all the tennis. Such a savage. If, but, yeah. but if you do, don't have, if you have that situation, pull it up and plant broccoli. Pull your tomatoes up and plant broccoli. Or? Because they're never going to make. Make room for the carrots and the <laughs> yeah, right. lettuce and um, even rutabagas. Yeah, turnips. Yeah, Ka- Calvin mentioned that in uh, in today's question and answer. Let's see. It says uh, spinach. Uh, he t- we talked about spinach transplants. I didn't see any when I walked in. I don't know if Trace is going to get some or has some or. Well, they or had what. some wonderful ones last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, spinach is slower growing. And uh, it takes a while for it to to make a transplant. But it really likes this weather. Uh, but uh, as far as kale and collards and mustard and chard, uh, uh, they can be they they won't freeze back. They won't uh, unless it takes extremely hard freeze. I don't know if chard will take a hard. I don't think it'll take a hard freeze like collards. It gets uh, foliage. Brussels gets foliage burn. Yeah, yeah. But you it, just cut it back, and, and it, yeah, and then chard is relief. A, it's a fast grower, so it comes back. It's a relief that it relief. The the article is mo- uh, mostly about sweet sweet, sweet peas. peas. But I also reminded folk, you know, we always got so many gardeners that are interested in growing something with seed. Yeah, and so the the veg. This is an ideal time for those vegetables. Go to the you know the seed rack and get your carrots and yeah and then that if you're pulling your tomatoes out uh, uh, compensate or make yourself feel better by planting some carrots and some lettuce and yeah. beets and all those other things. Uh, let's see, what was I going to say? It was it was nice. Oh, oh what? <laughs> Oh, man, no wonder you forgot. Yeah. Okay. Your brain's not wired. Oh, yeah. Do you cover your sweet peas? I don't cover cover the sweet peas. You never cover them? No. When they're real close to the ground, they got... You can cover them. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's easy. You could just use an insulator. Yeah. uh, But when they're close to the ground, also, the temperature, the the soil soil, is pretty warm. Yeah. now, uh, he's rationalizing there. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, I, 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 I've never covered them. I know they take a, a pretty good freeze. Once they're yeah, once they're 
up and about there. Yeah. They're pretty uh, hardy. But that, that that was one of the questions all, all along is uh, quite often, you know, the people that grow sweet peas, they say, well, they're hard to grow because they're fussy about it being too hot or being too cold. So, and they're also, they are hard to cover. But I, I guess if you had a, a one of the portable trellises that isn't too tall, or if you had them on tomato cages, that would be easy just to put over. Yeah. So tall over there. But, yeah, you know, that's another one of those decisions that the gardener will have to make. So you want to plant seed of... Uh uh, a, a seed of uh, carrots and English. You mentioned English peas, English peas, lettuce, carrots, beets, rutabaga, turnips, and radishes. Those are easy to grow. So uh, that's from seed. Yeah, and uh, we have those on the seed rack. And you use your transplants of the broccoli and and Brussels sprouts and. Cauliflower. Things like that, cauliflower, cabbage. Yeah, cauliflower, cabbage. But uh, getting back to the tomatoes, mm-hmm. uh, a cold-tolerant vegetable, which we just got through mentioning. As far as the tomatoes concerned, if you've got uh, tennis ball green fruit on there, I'm saying it'll probably ripen. Okay, they'll probably go ahead and ripen. But to to prove it, to to show that it'll it's physiologically mature, you cut through a sample of the fruit of an average size with a sharp knife. The knife moves the seeds out of its way. If the seed if the knife moves the seeds out of its way, in other words, when you look at the seed of a physiologically ripe tomato. It has that little coating around it, uh, placenta. We call it melta. Kind of a gel. That's the yeah. That yeah, that gel. gel. And uh, th- that will move the knife away, f- keep it from cutting the seed. And that uh, that fruit will have ripened. Would have ripened if you had uh, not cut it. I pick all like it and uh, lay them out on newspapers or towels on a bright countertop. They will ripen with no loss of flavor or nutritional value. If the knife cuts through the seed, that fruit should be used to make relish. And on plantanswers.com, we've got uh, chow chow relish recipe. Under the recipe Fried section. green tomatoes are pretty good. Too. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we've had several. Yeah, he hasn't said he hasn't said anything good about my nickel size. Uh, no, <laughs> they're not going to ripen, Gavin. Uh, well, on the nickel on the large fruity tomatoes, the nickel size, no tennis ball. Huh? No, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, they finally got the, they finally got those big beautiful leaves on uh, now. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm pretending it's September one. Okay. Yeah, except it's getting a little <laughs> cool. Now it's like Minas- September 1 in Minnesota, Milton. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, uh, is it really? Is this uh <laughs> so this kind Wow. Of- On this light short-term freeze, if you've got marble-sized fruit, 
and want to go through the trouble of uh, covering, you can cover them with this uh, grow web cloth, this uh, insulate. insulate cloth. And uh, this light freeze will be okay. Well, it depends on where you live. But uh, unless it's going to get below 30 for a long period of time, uh, this insulate should give you 5 to 6 degrees cold protection. Now, if your tomato uh, patch isn't too large um, and you got tomato cages, especially uniform size cages, that one big piece yeah. is the easiest way to do it. If you, it's, uh, it's much easier to put uh, individual on at the beginning rather than yeah. try to put it on. But, but that problem with that one big piece, it's a one big kite. Oh, that's true. The, wind, <laughs> the winds are bad. <laughs> the wind, uh, wind will take it out a lot of times. If you, but if, if you secure it down real well, it'll better be all right. And remember that uh, the insulate fabric material will not do your tomatoes any good. Are your cold, tender crops any good if it's in a tree next to your yard, okay? Or your neighbor's. Yeah, or your neighbor's yard. Yeah, your neighbor doesn't uh, <laughs> magically get insulated in his yard, yeah. <laughs> unlike the leaves? Unlike my leaves. Uh, so, um, anyway, just keep that in mind. And uh, you leave it in place until the temperature's rise above 40. Now, we leave ours, uh, I've left it in place all winter. Just leave it, because if you use insulate or some, or grow web or some of those products that allow the sun to penetrate, to the, then uh, that's, that's uh, that, that you really not, you're not in any hurry to take it off. So uh, since we're in the cooler weather now, you could just leave it on all winter. Now, that's not true for your flowers, of course. But on tomatoes, we're not wanting to display our beautiful cyclamens. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be a letdown to go yeah. show somebody your cut flower garden. And all <laughs> they can see is the insulation. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> And uh, we say, why not leave? Why not use a plastic sheet film? That's a piece of as I mentioned earlier. Don't use plastic. The problem with plastic is it traps coal, and it doesn't release it uh, through the through the material. In other words, it's like it gets colder and colder and colder in there. As it gets colder outside. Also, plastic will um, freeze any foliage that it touches. Yeah. Yeah. And then, if that isn't enough, (laughs) when the sun comes out. Yeah, right. There you go. It'll fry the foliage. So, you know, you you can use it. It works effectively if you've got, like, a blanket and then the plastic. Yeah. If... You're willing to do the, the the servicing that's required to deal with that. Our weather, where it goes from 30 degrees to 65 degrees in one <laughs> one day, and and if you're willing to put a uh, heat source under there, like a heat lamp for citrus, 
uh, hey. and things like that, and tomatoes. Hey, we need to take a quick break. We're making Al nervous back at the station. So, Mike, uh, hold on. We don't want to make Al nervous. No, we don't. After what we put him through last week, we do not. (laughs) So, Mike, don't go anywhere. We're going to answer your question right after this. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road at 930 a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road, reminding you December 7th and December 8th are Millburgers' annual Christmas open house. It's a whole lot of fun, and I'm going to tell you more right now. The traditional open house is Saturday, December 7th, with the little red choo-choo rides all around the fresh-cut Christmas trees, the sweet Adeline singing your favorite Christmas carols, face painting, roasted corn, hot chocolate wassail, and more, and pictures with Santa from 11 to 3. So come on out and take great family photos. Come on out on Sunday, December 7th for the Christmas Cowboy Christmas at Millburgers, including again, Little Red Choo Choo, Roasted Corn Funnel Cakes, Hot Chili, Texas Weather Band Music, and much, much more, including a balloon artist. Plus, we invite you to come on by Millburgers right now and pick an angel off the Salvation Army Angel Tree and help support someone this year. All at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road, on the web at millburgernursery.com. Grateful for what's understood And all that is forgiven We try so hard to be good To lead a life worth living And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. 210-308-8867. Mike was nice enough to wait, I hope, through the break. So let's answer his question about the cold that's coming up. 210-308-8867. Mike, what's going on? What you worried about? <laughs> oh, Mike's quiet. Mike, are you there? At least he's not cussing us. No, it's true. <laughs> okay, I don't know if we lost Mike or not. Might have fallen asleep. All right, we'll put Mike on hold. Yeah, he might have. Uh, and uh, we'll try to get back with them at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. One thing we Mike, met- if we lost you, call us back. Oh, okay. Well, one thing we didn't mention, that uh, these uh, insulate and uh, materials uh, protect, is from the wind. We mentioned coal. But a lot of times the northers come in with uh, a lot of wind from the north and will burn the foliage of, of, of plant material, especially of Calvin's pretty tomato leaves. So uh, it's good to cover it just to give it the protection from the wind. But remember, when you put it around the cage or something, you made a, a box kite. Oh, and, okay. Uh, it'll fly. It'll... it'll, it'll uh, turn over, turn the cage over. So yeah. hold that thought. We got Mike back, and I know he's been waiting Get a while. Grab him. Mike, yeah. what you worried about? How can we help you today? Okay, I've got fig trees, and I'm wondering about the next week or so what I ought to do with them. Figs? Figs. Are Figs. they in the ground? Yes. Mine are just How dead. old are they? Uh, one of them's only been in the ground maybe three months, and the other one is about like a year old. Yeah, I, I don't think you don't need to cover a fig. No, no. Or we don't cover 
well-established figs. Yeah, they're dropping their leaves, don't they? Yeah, they're dropping their leaves. And uh, uh, the, uh, the uh, like I said, the leaves will fall off, and the only... Uh, the only time that you would need to uh, mound up around a fig uh, with mulch or whatever is if it got uh, in the twenties, in the low twenties. But uh, you should do okay. What varieties do you have? I've got that. Uh, oh Lord, what's it called? Uh, the brown turkey. And then okay. I've got a sol- I got a Celeste I just put in the ground. Oh, great. Okay, you got two good ones. Yeah. Certainly doesn't hurt if they're yeah. t- tiny plants just to cover them. If yeah. You know. But uh, make you feel better. Yeah. Especially, you know, if they're that, that three-month one might be um, dialic. Yeah, I just can't imagine that it would be like <laughs> 35, even if it got down to 30 degrees. Yeah. What what side of town are you on? I'm way down near Poteet. Okay, well you even better. Yeah, <laughs> southern climate. You're not as cold. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay, Keep... thanks for calling and calling back. Yeah, let us know okay. if we're wrong, Mike. Do, do us a favor. Uh, find find something else to worry about, and, and then call <laughs> us back on that. Okay, Mike. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll hunt down Jerry if y'all are wrong. There you oh, go. Oh yeah. Okay, that's okay with Calvin and I. I think. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. You take care. Bye, Mike. All right. Bye. Bye bye. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. So if you've got any concerns or just want to talk about your gardening, uh, give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I will give you a report from Milton's garden after the news. Oh and Lord. You, yeah. Gosh, do, have, do we have enough time? <laughs> yeah, it's only going to be a. About a one-minute report. Hey, uh, we want to remind folks that uh, a lot of the, like the peach trees and plums, yeah, are all dropping their leaves too. So, well, not I don't know that they're all, but a lot of them are dropping their leaves. So it's just natural. They've had a quick fall. Yeah. Now let's see. I think last week you mentioned the spray with a yeah, copper dro- spray. Copper hydroxide. You still got an opportunity there. Um, is uh, it is it cold sensitive? Um, that spray? I don't, I don't, I don't remember so. that it was. No, the the, dor- the dormant oil is, but not the right, right. Copper hydroxide isn't. Just a pleasant day, just uh, spray. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you get it on this weekend. Yeah. The the commercial people want to blow the leaves off the tree with the spray, because you're trying to cover that leaf scar yeah, on the you stem. Want- you want access, and you don't want to. You didn't want to reduce the active leaf period. So right. November first is always looked on as uh, excellent. We're still in that period when it's a good time to do it. Yeah. Another thing you want to do, well, which I haven't done, and my group hasn't done, because of me, uh, is take uh, cuttings from any plant that you want to propagate. Uh, we take uh, tip cuttings, and uh, if it if it, uh, it gets bad bad freeze, I mean, let's say for 30 degrees for a period of time, it will uh, it'll freeze freeze them back the cuttings, and they don't root well after they've been frozen, or are burnt back. 
So uh, any any cuttings that you want to take from is, any plants is the you keep them in the refrigerator or does that just put, when the pecan cuttings we used to yeah really, yeah we used to take uh, I think the Fanics used to sell it and uh, we had several people that would sell the, but they take that uh, they take that wood in uh, January or February but January is the best one. Of the variety that they want to inlay bar graft in the spring. In the spring. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if anybody does that anymore. I don't either. I gosh, I remember we used. <laughs> yeah, we uh, used to promote it all the and time. Have huge attendance at the classes. <laughs> all right. Uh, Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to tell 210-308-8860. Oh, is that what you were going to say, man? Since you tell me I never give out the number now. <laughs> 210-66-308-8867. So we got a minute before the break. You want me to just to? Yeah, uh, uh, just uh, uh, allow, uh, if you're growing cannas and bananas and yeah. daylilies and other perennials that will be killed by the first freeze, first hard frost, uh, you don't 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 have to worry about them. They're they're root hardy. Okay. So just let them die. Let them get f- frozen if they freeze, and uh, then c- cut that old foliage away when you see it's dead. Okay. All right. That music tells us we've got to take a break and get you caught up with the news. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. Back after this on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. Again, a beautiful day here at Millburgers. It's oh, awfully, yeah. Yeah, and the sun's kind of creeping up on you. Actually, that's one of the advantages of having the time That's change. why you see me leaning out. Toward I bet. The yeah, you're like a tree. You're <laughs> leaning toward the sun. Uh, are you getting a little sun, Calvin? I am. I yeah. yeah on his, on his right shoulder. arm is feeling great. All right, well, give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world and how we can help you with the... the that monarch was coming over here to get on the radio Oh, show. what's going to happen to the monarchs <laughs> after the cold weather? Do they go? Are they going to move out? Are they just going to hunker down, or what do they do? Well, they don't hunker down. <laughs> they, they, uh, no, the the most die? successful ones leave early. What if, if they, if Beat they, it, buddy. They, <laughs> get out of here. If they wait too long, then they become more and more susceptible to... A cold weather. No. you got two days, my friend. Chop, chop. Get out of here. (laughs) Go south. All right. 210-308-8867. He's on the lantana. They don't fly as fast uh, when it's cold. Oh. So you take more pictures, better pictures. (laughs) It's all you care about. (laughs) So... um, (laughs) As with Milton's garden, there is good news and there is bad news. So I put in the container, I put my seeds of the poppies. Okay. Okay. Right on top. Yes. 
So you want the good news? Oh, what is that? Oh, did that Jerry. go to Jerry? Are you sure? I'm confused about where that goes. I don't know when it says for Jerry Parsons. Oh, okay. I, I usually think Okay, I didn't I see that part. So I put the poppies in there and waited and waited and waited, and now they're they're starting to uh, to germinate and sprout. Uh, and it's in a little container with lots of nice soft soil. So our feral cats have found it. That's the good news. The bad news is the feral cats have found it. And it's challenging now because now they're using it as a litter box. And they're digging up the poor little poppy wow. seeds and that are sprouted. Oh, wow. Do you have any suggestions on how to... I'm going to ask you and not Jerry uh, on how to discourage them from getting into the... Well, I'm afraid... Uh, I don't know if the poppies will outlive the cat, meaning that the... No, well, if, it's, uh, if they use it a lot, they, the, the, the soil doesn't last. Don't you change it out or anything? Oh, or no, no, just, no. They've just recently the found it. It's in the garden, and they've just recently oh. found it. Oh, if you're... Some of, them will, some of them will live then. Okay, so you think just... So as they get so bigger... So this, this is just a... A place that they naturally go to the bathroom. No, 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 no. This is Milton's put out this nice pot of soil that they can that's nice and wide that they can get into, and they're like they like it. They they are using it as a yeah. Well, you can deal with the feral cats, or you could put a. I guess you could put a fence around it. Yeah, I was thinking I could do that. I could also maybe put like chicken wire. Yeah, over the pot. Over the pot, yeah, that would discourage them. They, they won't dig in that chicken one. Yeah, because they can't. No. What's that? What is your dog doing all this time? Our dog has made peace with the cats. He's in the house. Oh. <laughs> they have true detente. Uh, they have get along. They've got a little treaty they've signed. Uh-huh. And, okay, and this is sad. The dog likes the cat food that the feral cats get. All right. So... And you're feeding uh, the feral cats? Do they count as feral cats then? Yeah, I think so. If they're, you're feeding them? Yeah. So uh, I believe, I'm not sure what the legal definition for the feral cats is. But the dog, apparently, uh, we have learned from our veterinarian, actually two veterinarians have told us this, cat food is like doggy crack. <laughs> they, uh, they love cat food. And so our dog now is trained. We go out and we give the cats a little food. And the dog's ears perk up. <laughs> she is at the door. She wants out. And actually, the, at, they uh, so we wait and give the cats their fair shake at the food, and then we. But uh, yeah, she she likes that cat food. <laughs> so uh, I would say something about maintaining the the dominance of your household. <laughs> but then you you would probably remind me of my. Uh, no, the cats own the place. What that you? my white. You know, my, my <laughs> terriers, too. Yeah. That they, okay. they have, uh, there's different ways that they dominate my household, but they still, uh, still are pretty dominating. Yes, the dog dominates. Yeah. The dogs, the pets dominate. Uh, it's, as you get. We've lost control. Yeah. As you get older, I mean, Judy and I remind us, each other of this. We used to make fun of old people that uh, were dominated by their pets. And, yeah, uh, right. Now, now we are them. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's yeah. Uh, there was a time that I would have been firm in my uh, belief that you know, oh no, that dog's not. It's not good for the dog. Dog's not going out. No, no. You know, you just stay inside. No, you're not going yeah. out. 
I have given that philosophy up. The dog now wins. And the coolest thing is, and I've shared this before, when we go for a walk with the dog, the cats just kind of follow. They, they, they're like little jets that uh, that follow the president's plane. You know, that there protect, you go. They protect it, and they uh, they love that dog. They're, they're friends. They are friends. They're very friendly to each other. Uh, <laughs> even though the so the dog walks up and she gets food while they're eating, they just move aside and they go to another little place and they get the food. And <laughs> it is the strangest thing. Uh-huh. Anyway, but so okay, I'll I'll let them try to. I may put the poppies in someplace else too, so I've got I've got more seeds. So I just to... spread I just uh, spread mine out on the, I you know I had I generally collect them each year poppies yeah. and um, a lot of the other other things, but then if I don't, uh, sweet pea seeds, uh, larkspurs, but uh, if I don't have any special place I'm going to put them, then I just redistributed them again and then. Uh, hopefully, I'll have another opportunity this spring after they're up. Oh yeah, yeah they'll come back. Up yeah. Next spring. So all right, we'll see what happens. Okay. One one thing we did we talked about I think last week uh, is asparagus. If you're growing asparagus, you uh, you don't have to worry about it freezing. Uh, the problem is it doesn't freeze. Uh, we want our asparagus to freeze down at this time of the year. And then uh, we'll, we'll cut it to the ground, cut it right off at the ground uh, in December. Well, uh, in in South Texas, we uh, we don't get that get enough fr- cold temperature to freeze the asparagus tops. So regardless of whether they're frozen or not, in uh, mid to late December, cut them to the ground. And then you might want to fertilize them. Uh, we got some questions in. Do I need to prune my hibiscus and bougainvillea plants before I move them into the garage for the winter? And uh, that, that's that been the point of discussion in Especially the past year. Especially on bougainvillea, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, who was it? Phil, Phil Hovey used to say, don't prune them until you, till the spring. Till you take them out, and I used to say okay until the first time I got they uh, <laughs> reached out and scratched the heck of them. Yeah, they they got thorns and on they, them or they, stickers or and something. They take they take so much space in your uh, greenhouse or wherever you put them if you don't prune them back. Mm-hmm. Now the hibiscus is less; it's not a problem if you r- run into them. But right, so I don't know. I I we always ended up cutting them back. One that one thing we'll mention. Uh, uh, this person said before I move them into the garage for the winter. Mm-hmm. Now that's not a good idea. No, move them into garage during a cold snap, but then you put them back out in the sun because well, they have to replenish them. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Now, yeah, but bougainvillea can uh, can be dormant. Don't, don't need any. Light, but your hibiscus. Yeah, hibiscus. Be a different situation. Hey, we got a uh, message from uh, one of our uh, listeners on the sweet peas. Oh. She says she's been planting sweet peas for years successfully. She got a uh, packet of seeds 
from uh, that was Thomas Jefferson's estate. I guess that was one of their yeah. favorites. Yeah. Oh, how cool. Yeah, and she says she just collect. Ever since she did it, it's been years now. She just collects the seed after the crop every year, and then she has, and then she uses the seed the next go. year. That's neat. Yeah, it is. Those air, I guess those those aren't called, those heirloom plants, or what are they called? Uh, yeah, they. I mean, they, where they come from, like these estates or the trees that were on Thomas Jefferson's on, you know, or not. Well, most of them are uh, like Mount Vernon would be Washington, right? And then so, yeah. most of these uh, sweet peas are, um, I guess, qualify as heirloom. Oh, cool. I don't know. We used to have uh, about. Four different varieties here at Millburgers on the rack. So I'm hoping we still have some. You were right, though. I know that um, we were focusing on some other stuff, but are those the Snapdragons, too? The ones that are 388 and the 6 yeah. inch? Those sure are pretty. Uh, what, what color red would you describe that? It's not quite yeah, like a, a crimson. It's a little, uh, a little off. I don't Almost a blood. Yeah, I would say it's almost a blood red. It's very pretty if you're looking for. Uh, and that would be, you know, you always talk about this, Calvin, and I think you're right, which is, you know, you have people coming to your house, and if you want instant color, this would be a good one. And just how big will they get? They don't get much bigger. Oh, well, six inches. Oh, I take that back. I guess eight or ten inches bigger than that. About if it's the one I think it is, uh, it uh, gets to be two feet possibly not in every garden, but uh, up to two feet. But these are in full bloom, and so you kind of would think that they're they're not going to get much taller than that. These are how tall are those? There, Milton, eighteen inches, twenty um, inches. Oh my goodness! We think they're that tall. I'm thinking those is it there. Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess they could be because from top to bottom, yeah. But uh, yeah, they're 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 large enough that they would make a good cut flower, uh, and also they've got enough bloom period up there that they they make that show you're talking about. Nice, Hi. nice color. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Uh, yeah, we were talking earlier about the ho- about the uh, landscape shrubs being on sale. Yeah, forty percent off, I think. Yeah, and uh, through through Monday. Yeah, so two more days, so eleven eighty eight in a three gallon container. And uh, uh, we want to, we always recommend highly the holly, any of the holly, Bur- dwarf Burford, dwarf Yopon. Uh, and sta- and we have standards in in Burfield and Yopon. That means they get taller. Uh, they're they're uh, suited to, and and that's a good that's a good uh, good plant. And we promoted it for years, and uh, it's suited to full sun or full shade. Uh, Go, grows five to six feet tall and wide, but can be maintained at 30 to 36 inches for many years. Like I say, I've got one at the entrance to my house there, the dwarf Yopon, and uh, it's six feet tall mm. or, or taller. Now, the dwarf Burford generally gets 
just under six feet. Yeah. I suppose it would get a little taller than that after those years, too. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're yeah. a very steady. Uh, easy to take care of plants. You really don't. Yeah. You don't have to do a lot of pruning. They're, they're evergreen, dark, glossy, green foliage. Winter hardy, uh, especially in south central Texas. And uh, dwarf Burford holly. That's the one without the uh, Burford. Uh, uh, yeah, Burford's the one that has the little. One little, little, little thorn on it. One at the end of the leaf. At the end of the leaf. Uh, but uh, dwarf Burford hollies have male and female flowers on the same plant. So all plants produce flowers, uh, berries every year. I've been watching, <laughs> and lots of them. I've been watching my uh, 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 anyway uh, the the berry plants. Uh, Pyracantha, my Pyracantha tree that I always drive by every uh-huh. day. Uh, it's berries are beginning to show up now. Yeah, I I've mean, seen it, it's, it's had berries, but they're beginning to turn a color. And they will turn completely red all over that tree. My experience, the, mm. the uh, regular Burford holly is, has the berries every single year. But uh, the dwarf, Sometimes the dwarf miss. Yeah, dwarf is some years it doesn't. But uh, and it says the red bears are popular with birds. Oh yeah. Uh, they have uh, the uh, Burford hollies have one spine at the tip of each leaf, but uh, they're not threatening. They're not like a thorny plant. And uh, it's one of Texas' most easily maintained landscaping plants. And here's the caveat. Okay. As long as you don't let it get too dry between waters. And that's what that's what most of our when they buy when they buy Yopon or Burford Hollies, uh, and somebody comes in and says they died, that's the only reason they would die, is they let them dry out. I mean I I don't know of any disease or Anything else that gets on the standard Burford, uh, regular Burford holly. Yeah, we sometimes we think our little quick spray of the hose or our sprinkler, yeah. lawn sprinkler, is going to be enough water to get that uh, root ball wet on those newly planted. Uh, but, but that's not the case. And when we have a real dry period, you got to. Occasionally, water at the base and soak that whole root ball. Yeah, there. Uh, and we all make that mistake, especially if the, those of us who live on rock. But uh, you may be curious as to where the Burford Holly came from and when it came into the market. I am. The regular Burford Holly came from a seed of a Chinese horned holly. Sent to sent by the National Arboretum or sent to the National Arboretum in the early 1900s. They grew regular Burford holly, itself a great plant. 
then decades later, Dwarf Burford Holly was selected for masses of cutting in 1947. So it's a relatively new, well, uh, Calvin's in our age, but it's a relatively new plant. One of the best years to be born in. <laughs> Better than no wonder the Burford, Dwarf Burford Holly is so wonderful. Yeah. From from that one mutation, it was a mutation, hmm. millions are propagated each year in America. So it's it's a very good uh, very good plant. And it's it's only been the dwarf one's only been available since uh nineteen forty seven. Uh people are wondering what to do we had some I don't think we got any Yeah, we got moms uh, of up there, mm-hmm. huh? Uh, a lot of people got mums earlier on, and uh, so you you may be wondering what in the world to do with the mums. Uh, we got a question in now that my mums are turn uh, starting to turn brown. What should I do with them over the winter? Okay, you probably brought your uh, mums uh, a month or more ago. They were colorful. For much of the ensuing time. Hey, 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 come here. Hey, you want me to take a, talk to you. All right, you want me to take a quick break? Yeah. All right, we're going to come back and answer the mum stuff right after this. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, reminding you December 7th and December 8th are Millburgers' annual Christmas open house. It's a whole lot of fun, and I'm going to tell you more right now. The traditional open house is Saturday, December 7th, with a little red choo-choo rides all around the fresh-cut Christmas trees. The sweet Adeline singing your favorite Christmas carols, face painting, roasted corn, hot chocolate wassail, and more, and pictures with Santa from 11 to 3. So come on out and take great family photos. Come on out on Sunday, December 7th for the Christmas Cowboy Christmas at Millburgers, including again, little red choo-choo, roasted corn, funnel cakes, hot chili, Texas weather band music, and much, much more, including a balloon artist. Plus, we invite you to come on by Millburgers right now and pick an angel off the Salvation Army angel tree and help support someone this year. All at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road, on the web at millburgernursery.com. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. All right, let's start. I didn't figure to finish my mom. Then. Well, let's let's start from the beginning, so we've just tuned in. So, oh, okay. So, anyway, they bought moms earlier. Right. And uh, 
Now the 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 flowers mm-hmm. and the whole plant uh, beginning to turn brown. What should I do with them over the winter? Uh, the uh, the heads are if the heads are now their heads are turning pinkish brown and unattractive. Okay. Even the leaves are shriveling and wondering what you're wondering what to do. The answer is quite simple. Look down near the ground, or in the, if they're in pots, and you'll see small shoots starting to emerge from the base of each flowering stalk. What kind of plant are we talking about? Oh, chrysanthemum. Oh. Yeah, there'll be uh, hundreds of them uh, coming up from the base of the plant. Those will be next year's stems and flowers. So you can remove everything down to them. That means basically you're cutting the plant off at the ground, close to it, where those shoots are merged. Now, if they're uh, if you're in Minnesota or Michigan, <laughs> you don't you don't see those shoots until the spring. Right, yeah. That's right. Uh, and, they, and they're pretty, once those sprouts occur, I don't think they freeze off. I don't think they're very cold tender. I don't no, remember them being extremely in. hard freeze. If they do, they come quickly back. Yeah, right. You, you've got plenty to spare. Yeah. Leave at least, leave one or two inches of each stalk to serve as the markers over the winter. Now, uh, where you plant them? Now, where's Trace? Trace is not around, is he? He gets upset when I talk about dividing plants. Yes, he does. <laughs> but just between you and me and the audience, uh-huh. uh, this is all. That is also the time to divide them. To to. Uh, Take it out of the pot and cut it in pieces of a fourth. I'm sure we said at the beginning this is a yeah. Those mums are a perennial, right, right. Because we we always talk about them on this instant beautiful flowers, decorative <laughs> flowers. But most places, the, yeah. you look on them as oh, coming yeah. back every fall. So you can divide that in force, the root ball into force. You can do it with a shovel and uh, just just. Cut them in fours. First, cut them in halves, and then cut the halves in pieces. Okay. I was big in math then. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and then plant those, uh, or replant those, uh, to where the sprouts are just above the ground. And uh, they'll develop a root system this winter. And uh, send up uh, sprouts next, uh, I mean, stems next uh, spring and uh, start blooming. We say they won't bloom until fall, but I I think the the ones that we have now bloom in the spring, too. Well, and here, they always said, well, if you leave those blooms on in the spring, they won't bloom as much in the fall. But I, I (laughs) I think you can enjoy both, both blooming periods spring and the fall without uh, losing any fall. Yeah, I wonder if these newer varieties may be a little bit different. Could be. 
Uh, you just think you're just thinking of the poinsettias and those. Yeah, uh, yeah. All, all the improvements they've made over. They're you know. becoming pretty soon poinsettias. Yeah, I bet. Uh, hand that to Calvin. Well, I've got another news. Oh, good news yeah. release on the Garden Volunteers meeting, oh, which is a oh, that's a week right. from this coming Monday. I was thinking about we hadn't talked about that. So yeah, this, then, not this Monday, but Monday a week. And this looks, uh, it's quite a neat, it's a little different. It's, uh, I guess you would say it's not about practical gardening as much as it is about uh, uh, some background in uh, science and gardening, but two experts in, the air, in, in their areas and also excellent uh, speakers, so it's well worth attending this. David Vaughn is going to start out the program. This is on the 18th, and it's from noon to 3 p.m. at the San Antonio Garden Center. Uh, free program. Uh, I encourage you to donate towards the, the gardening volunteers and their special projects, but you don't need to. David is going to talk about uh, I'll, I'll, some of the issues include on improved tree health, managing pests, diseases, uh, wa- uh, improvements in water retention and also drought tolerance. You know, there's a lot of issues out there floating around. What is best uh, for my trees to perform uh, at their full potential? And uh, oak wilt, I'm sure, is a yeah. to- topic that he'll welcome a, a discussion on. So that is David Vaughn. He's going to do the 12:15 to 1:15. Then the second part of the program is going to be done by Karen Guz. We know her. Uh, yeah, we do. She's, uh, we know her as the conservation director at the San Antonio Water System. But we also, uh, some of us remember her as a uh, horticulturist uh, mm-hmm. with the Extension Service. And she, in fact, she worked with uh, me and Jerry. Um, and uh, Jerry, Jerry makes fun of me because uh, I, I was the one that started out. Uh, teaching the botany class for the <laughs> master gardeners in the very first class back in 1981 and uh they they quickly uh changed karen uh, to change uh, put karen in charge of teaching the the botany uh because of uh she was how skillful she was and she's going to give you a version of that from 1:30 to 2:30 if you if your mind is not real clear on uh photosynthesis and drought tolerance, what what happens in the mechanisms on plants. It's amazing what she can do with an hour's time and her skillful presentation just to kind of get you, your background, make you a better gardener for sure, and it's, plus it's a real interesting yeah. uh, presentation. So that's Monday the 18th at the San Antonio Gardener Center, Garden Center. David Vaughn in the first presentation, Karen Guz in the second. Karen's is going to be Gardener's Guide to Botany, and uh, you will you uh, will be real real happy with it. it What's is, uh, uh, her presentation? An hour and a half. Isn't no, it? hers is an hour, just an hour. It says one thirty to two thirty p.m. Okay, that's good. But uh, any and uh, Milton, where'd they go for any kind of questions they may have about this program? Gardeningvolunteers.org. Gardeningvolunteers.org. And let me go check and see if the uh, the info is up. I think it is now. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Be, uh, but um, so that'll be that'll be fun and that'll be interesting and well worth your time. And Mon- Monday the eighteenth. Yeah, they're uh, they're encouraging people. Of course, they have a kind of a potluck 
lunch there for people. Not much, but uh, potluck lunch. And uh, they're encouraging uh, all attendees to bring something to the potluck. Oh, good. And uh, so it can be a dessert or it can be uh, whatever. Yeah, they do a good good job. Homemade rolls and uh, lots of salads are brought. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a good... Uh, you, and cookies. That's right. <laughs> Mails and cookies. The cookies are always good. One yeah, th- one that thing you people, don't eat them, do you? No, not anymore. <laughs> one, th- uh, one thing people uh, can bring to that to David Vaughn is uh, the leaves are beginning to fall off the trees now. And uh, if you've got a, a leaf falling off of an oak tree, a live oak tree, and it's got a yellow on it, yellow and brown, uh, on the uh, on the leaf, it'd be a good idea to bring some of those leaves to uh, that are yellow and brown to uh, to uh, David to let him look at it and see if he thinks it's uh, oak wilt. Did you have a question, ma'am? And we're doing a radio show. Can we ask it on the air? Okay, well, let's... Let's pay it. All right. Here, oh, she's, she's just looking for something, I think. I'm just looking for something. Okay, here, <laughs> here, Calvin, you help her real quick, sir. Right. I like right. to watch you jump around, Bill. Uh, well, it's... Untangle the mics. And yeah, I try. Figure out what they're saying. Doesn't always work. <laughs> All right. But Two, anyway... Yes. Uh, the leaves from... Calvin writes, the leaves from many deciduous trees such as Texas red oak, Cedar M, Arizona ash, Chinese pistache, and sycamore are dropping and will start, will, are dropping now, or will start dropping very soon. Instead of raking them up, yeah. don't rake them up. I never rake mine up. I've never raked a leaf. Okay. What do you do with them? Uh, I just, I don't, they just disappear. It's, it's amazing. I ever saw. Uh, I let them decompose in the lawn. Uh, or use them for mulch and in the compost pile. For faster decomposition, decomp- run the lawnmower over them. Yeah. And that's, that's what I do. Uh, try to get the run the lawnmower over and it's kind of satisfying too if you've got a lot yeah, un- unlike you if so we uh our and uh, our, our tree seems to put it on our yard i don't know if what happened what's happening at your house that can't be explained <laughs> but yeah when you do that you can you get these lines so it's like uh you get so you have all these brown leaves and you kind of cut and then you've got this nice lawn of, of yeah. green and that you've laid down and the stuff. So, yeah, I like it. And people always, I don't think we have this problem around here, but people always uh, ask the question, can, can the leaves hurt my lawn? Yeah. Fallen leaves hurt my lawn or cover my lawn. Now, in East Texas, or where they have plenty of rainfall, mm-hmm. the trees develop. More leaves, of course. Okay. And larger leaves, and they can become a problem if you don't uh, rake them up or and use them in the compost pile. Why? They 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 uh, cover the grass. Okay. Completely, and then they'll also trap moisture under there, which can cause a uh, grass rot. 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about the rod. I saw a rod on the on the grass. Was it Neil Sperry? That's what I was trying to get to. Was it Neil that was talking about removing them and raking them because yeah because they would cover they would prefer right. it was like having a blanket on top of the, right that, that wasn't good it right. was the light wasn't getting through so, so it depends on where you are and what trees you have uh but uh as far as uh, one of the tips we give is mow lawn even after freezing temperatures okay i know a lot of people are not anxious to hear that yeah <laughs> Because they can't get the lawnmower started. <laughs> Do you get, use that bar, purchased gas, not not the gases you get put in your car, right? But the gas that you buy in cans. Oh, I haven't seen that. I, I know that you can add a little additive to the tank. Yeah, but uh, you you can buy the gas at I didn't Walmart know that. everywhere. Really? And you you can buy a gas that doesn't have ethanol in it. Oh, really? At Walmart? Uh, yeah. Okay. Everywhere, uh, a lot of lawn places have them. Most so places. again, and so that's all we use in uh, in our lawnmowers and uh, weed eaters. Okay. And things that that are gas operated, because if you use that regular gasoline, yeah, like I grew up using, right, before they put the ethanol in there, uh, you're gonna clog your car carburetor and it won't start. Oh, okay. How do we get off of this? All right. All right mowing right, right. mowing keeps weeds at a minimum. Okay. It also allows you to mulch and bag fallen tree leaves. Use them in a compost or use them to mulch beneath shrubs or around perennials. Do not send them to the landfill. And do not try to return them to the turf for several weeks. Of prime leaf fall. All right. Hang on a second. we got Patrick on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Patrick, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. My question is Good. I have some plumerias. They're about five foot by five foot wide. And as far as winter storage, they basically take up all my greenhouse or my garage area that I store them in. Is can you cut them up and maybe save a mother plant? How far back should I cut them, and um, how would you save the cuttings? Yeah, if they're in the, in the greenhouse, what variety is it? I have no idea. Somebody gave them to me. The tomato plants have, they gave them. No, to no, you? no, plumeria. Oh, plumeria. I'm sorry. Plumeria. <laughs> I thought you said tomatoes. <laughs> Oh, I got red tomato, one, I got, yellow one, or white I, one. <laughs> I got some. I got tomatoes on the mat. On the mat. Okay. Uh, um, the the easy the uh, uh, people that grow plumerias in the valley uh, uh, break off the or, or remove the stems that they want to, or, or, or limbs that they want to, and then they break them into uh, like uh, firewood. Mm-hmm. And they store them through the winter, just as a, a dormant cutting. And they store, start store them in bins. In other words, okay. uh, you know, just just where they can get some good air circulation. And they store them by color. Yeah. And yeah. then then when uh, then uh, when December, well, when uh, probably January, or February in the valley. Uh, they will just stick those cuttings into uh, 
into a, a deal of potting mix, and they root. Okay, and and then they'll so, bloom that year too. Uh, yeah, usually the the small ones will bloom. I mean, you want to take the cuttings uh, are a length of about twelve to fourteen inches long. Okay. You know, you make mm-hmm. a long cutting. Okay. And and uh, and then let it let it probably want to lay it off, lay it out uh, on a bench somewhere for a couple of days mm-hmm. until it uh, heals over, the bur- bur- okay. the break. Okay. And then and then you can store it, uh, like I said, a paper sack or anything like that until spring. Now, okay. if you okay. want to, if you don't want to do the greenhouse. You can go ahead and and uh, stick them in a in a potting mix right after you take the cutting. I mean, right after you make the cutting. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Now they they root very easily. They're succulent, and uh, uh, well, they, I, I started that kind of in self defense because when you move your plumera in, do it. You do it with breakage associated with it. Oh, no, that's five by five. And, and, <laughs> and, and yeah, don't don't the, you can put it back as much as you want to to get okay. it in there, and mm-hmm. and then break all those cuttings into uh, twelve to fourteen to sixteen inches long. Okay, okay, and then let them dry. Even though it's going to freeze like Tuesday, so I only got a couple of days from the dry and then put them away. But okay. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, you can dry, you can you can let them dry it in the greenhouse. Or you can okay. put put them put them in, stand them up in an empty pot. Oh, okay. And you, okay. That, you can dry them all in the same pot. All right, all right. That makes sense. Okay. But keep That's the good. keep Thanks. the keep the cutting separate. Separate for the colors. Yes, I got it. Yeah, for the no colors. Problem. Thank you. All right. Okay. Thank good you. luck to you on that. Thank mm-hmm. you, Patrick. All right, bye-bye. You, you be, take you. care. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We've got more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. And we'll be back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bolverde Road, reminding you December 7th and December 8th are Milberger's annual Christmas open house. It's a whole lot of fun, and I'm going to tell you more right now. The traditional open house is Saturday, December 7th, with the little red choo-choo rides all around the fresh-cut Christmas trees, the sweet Adeline singing your favorite Christmas carols, face painting, roasted corn, hot chocolate wassail, and more, and pictures with Santa from 11 to 3. So come on out and take great family photos. Come on out on Sunday, December 7th for the Christmas Cowboy Christmas at Millburgers, including again, Little Red Choo Choo, Roasted Corn Funnel Cakes, Hot Chili, Texas Weather Band Music, and much, much more, including a balloon artist. Plus, we invite you to come on by Millburgers right now and pick an angel off the Salvation Army Angel Tree and help support someone this year. All at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road, on the web at millburgernursery.com. Children laughing down the 
hall through the bedroom door. Sometimes I sit on my front porch swing, just soaking up the day. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. This world is a beautiful place. All right. Thanksgiving songs as we get closer. Al is Al sticking with it. The next holiday is Thanksgiving. He's thinking of it. So we, What do you mean? The next holiday is Veterans Day. That's true. The next holiday is Veterans Day. You're right. Al. Oh, yeah. Al, we could have veteran songs. <laughs> yeah. See what you can do tomorrow. <laughs> are there, veter- are there, are there uh, veteran songs? Yeah, sure. there must be. Yeah. There's Al, patriotic songs. Yeah, sure. Al will find them. Yeah. So, so tomorrow we'll do that, Al. Good luck on that. Yeah. All right. No, I, I don't want to put Al, I shouldn't have yeah, said anything. I don't want to no. put Al in a That's okay. more pressure than we're putting him in. No, we're, we, Al can handle the pressure. He's he's a he's a professional. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, that's heard, Milton. That's Milton now. Yeah, I heard you uh, advertising for the Thanksgiving festivities, or is it Christmas? Christmas, right yeah. The, Christmas uh, it's it's, uh, it's December seventh and eighth. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's uh, that could sound like fun. Yeah, it is. Uh, if, if you we'll have the train back out again, the train will be out. Roger will be. Uh, no, it's not called the terror train when no, Christmas. It's, it's, no. a whole, it's a whole different train. It's a little red choo choo. Oh, uh, that, that sounds with fun. rides. It takes it does rides for kids and and adults throughout the nursery, and it goes through the Christmas tree, where all the fresh cut trees are. So it smells wonderful. Uh, I'm an adult, but they won't let me on the train. We just we'll put you on. We just uh, pretend like we don't know. <laughs> on Saturday is the traditional train uh, Christmas, and uh, with the face painting All right. for a donation to the Salvation Army, roasted corn. Oh, I forgot to ask. I meant to ask Trace too. I'll mention. Don't just say, "Hey, you wonder something about the Salvation Army," in case I forget. Roasted corn again with funnel cakes too on. Uh, uh, the Fiesta City Chorus, the Sweet Adelines, will be dressed in uh, Dickens costumes, and they'll be here singing from 12 to 2. Uh, Wassel Hot Chocolate. Santa's going to be here from 11 to All 3. All right. So, yeah, come by and take your pictures with Santa. <laughs> and Millburgers is donating a portion of the sales of every fresh-cut Christmas tree to the Salvation Army. Wow. That's yeah, nice. It is nice. Oh, here we go. Um, I'll give I wonder you, if that... I'll uh, give you your own. I wonder if our... Uh, Board, board member has any influence in that? No, oh, yeah, I am a board member of the Salvation Army, but they worked that with Charles without me. So, Did they? yeah. Wow. So, so that was this was Charles's idea. I can't take any credit for that. And then we have the Cowboy Christmas on Sunday, and um, with little red choo choo funnel cakes and the chili, plus the Texas weather band. We play in all these uh, great um, uh, Western. Country Western favorites, kind of a traditional country, plus they do some Americana. And Santa will be They're back. very good, yeah. Uh, the face painting will be uh, taken over by the balloon artists uh, from 11 to 3, too. So uh, you can come either day. You can come both days. Come one day. You just decide. When you come by Millburgers, listen, you guys in the past, our listeners, have come by, and the Millburgers customers have been great at supporting the Angel Tree which is um, a uh, Salvation Army project for both seniors and for, um, for children. They have angels on the tree, and you take one down, and these are people who uh, would not have normally had uh, these gifts for Christmas. You can pull one off, and you can buy them. Uh, these, are, uh, these are gifts their parents have said they wanted, so you can buy them and uh, donate them to, uh, 
to the back to the Salvation Army. You bring them back to Millburgers, but uh, we have about 50 on there, and we've never had uh, any trouble uh, getting you folks uh, to come on by, and uh, you, you've eagerly volunteered to take those off the tree and uh, adopt a child for an angel, uh, become an angel for a child uh, this Christmas season. So uh, do it again. The tree's up, as I understand. I didn't get to see it today, so but I'll check tomorrow. Um, so anyway... <laughs> uh, so come on by and do that. Now's the time to start doing it. So you have plenty of time. A lot of people will wait, and then it gets real close. And it's like, well, what do I do with the gifts? How do I do it? So, well, uh, what we do is we just we, we just you get just, to one, you can, a sympathetic staff member with Milbergers. Yeah, actually, too, you could just donate the money for the gift, yeah. and they'll take an angel off the tree too, and they'll do the shopping for you. So, uh, yep. So come on by. Uh, it's 1604 on Bullfordy Road. Okay, I think be fun. You think Al's already got the theme for tomorrow set? Is that right? Yeah, he's on top of it. I knew yeah, he would. He be. probably kept it from last year. Maybe so, but I think he's just <laughs> anyway. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yeah, Cal, uh, reading Calvin's uh, this week in the garden, uh, along with his sweet peas uh, article, which he outlines in detail. The way you should grow sweet peas around here, mm-hmm. and uh, but it is this week in the garden, in today's paper, he says skunks, raccoons, possums, squirrels, and other wildlife are seeking winter shelter. Shelter now. Check for and block any entries under the house. That's good advice. Or into the attic. Enlist the help of a pest control firm if you need assistance. Calvin said this? Yeah. Okay. And uh, I would warn people that that's probably happening. Yeah. And I would warn people who take matters into their own hands when that skunk, (laughs) skunk or raccoon gets under the house or under your patio, don't think you're going to go out there and trap him or shoot him uh, to get rid of him. So it's better to take, because most good shots, especially when they're shooting under the, under the house, are wound them. They wound them and they run away. And then they start stinking after about a couple of weeks. Oh. So... Uh, uh, yeah, it's best to. He's like talking. That. He's talking about a legal firearm here, a yeah. pellet gun or something. He's quiet. Legal firearms? What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, all right. Let's. I uh, thought all firearms were legal. In the in the city, yeah. <laughs> it's it's they're legal in the city, but they're not, they're not legal to the, shoots the, in I, some I places. The, you you bring that up. Uh, uh, skunk last year got under our house and just ignored the dogs. The dogs went nuts barking, and it was it would lay under there. I could see it, and it's only about eight foot from. What was it? A skunk. Oh no! And just got used to the dogs. It was nothing, uh, and didn't spray. Didn't you never spray. sprayed I you. I couldn't believe it. Well, it sprayed once I got involved. Oh, but of course it's you know it was trying to get away. Sprayed under the house, so uh, we had the lingering 
Yeah, the lingering smell for quite, for quite a long time. But they are, uh, it's amazing how uh, used to a situation they get. And oh, just, yeah. They don't want to be bothered, but gosh, it can be a problem, too. Well, what was it we were talking about a couple of shows back about picking skunks up by the tail? Mm-hmm. That they won't spray you? Oh. Have you tried it? No. Okay. <laughs> but I, we, I think we had somebody call in and say yeah, they, they picked them up by the tail. Mm-hmm. Because they've got a, something raise their tail before they spray. Or they don't think they plant their feet. They don't bite you then? Yeah, if you grab them, grab them by the tail. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking if you tried to grab a raccoon by the tail. Yeah. yeah. Or even a squirrel by the tail. <laughs> yeah, right get bit but anyway uh check for and block any entries into the house under the house or into the attic we had raccoons in the attic and uh boy they can do damage i i try i I tried to tell the people in the house just ignore them they're just up there for the winter (laughs) but uh when they when they walk across the when they walk across the attic, uh, that disturbs some people. All right. We are going to uh, begin to wrap up for today. Uh, we encourage you to come on by Mill Burgers and visit with them, and uh, we encourage you to come by with your questions, too. Uh, they can answer your gardening questions when you come in person or call them uh, as well. But 210-308-8867 is our number. Remember that for tomorrow. Thanks to Al doing a great job getting all your calls on the air. And, of course, thanks to you for listening. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up tomorrow live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I'm Milton Glick. On behalf of the docs, thanks to you for listening. And we'll be back tomorrow on 930 a.m. The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>